Hello, brothers and sisters. It is Good Friday, and I wish you a blessed uh, Good Friday uh, to each of you who may be listening to this. Uh, we've got a lot to, to read and, and to talk about today, so let's dive right into it. Uh, the gospel for today, obviously, is very long because uh, every Good Friday, the Passion, uh, according to John, uh, is read. Uh, and I won't read the whole one, but I will read bits and pieces of it. And so, my friends, let us pray. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to, to John. So they, so they took Jesus, and carrying the cross himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull, in Hebrew, Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side, with Jesus in the middle. Pilate also had an inscription written and put on the cross. It read, Jesus the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. Now many of the Jews read this inscription because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but that he said, I am the King of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four shares, a share for each soldier. They also took his tunic, but the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, let us not tear it, but let us cast lots for, to see whose it will be, in order that the scripture passage might be fulfilled that says, they divided my garments among them, and for my vesture they cast lots. This is what the soldiers did. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary of Magdala. When Jesus saw his mother, and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. After this, aware that everything was now finished, in order that the scripture might be fulfilled, Jesus said, I thirst. There was a vessel filled with common wine, so they put a sponge soaked in wine and a sprig of hyssop and put it up to his mouth. And when Jesus had taken the wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he handed over the Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, we often say, uh, something to the effect that Jesus died uh, for us, for our sins, uh, that Jesus' act on the cross was the saving act uh, of God. And I am here to concur with every one of those statements. Um, the mystery of what we celebrate on this day we call good uh, good Friday, not because what we did as humanity was good. It is good because of what God did, because of God's action. In fact, it is the greatest 
action um, in the history of humanity. What was at once the worst day was also the best day in how God took our worst and made it the best uh, in, in brought forth this saving action. And I want to start this reflection, and again, I'm gonna apologize right away, because this will be longer than I, I think I want to be. And I wanna, I wanna say this too, the mystery of the cross has not been given to Joseph Zank. So I'm gonna speak from my understanding and my experience as best I can. Um, but please know it is beyond me. It is beyond probably all of us, and, and certainly is, is beyond, um, probably beyond humanity, period. Uh, and therefore, we trust it to God. But um, remember yesterday, and this is where I want to start, is with Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the Last Supper is celebrated on the Passover. It is the Passover meal that they are celebrating and breaking the bread and drinking the wine, the different cups, but not for John. For John, the preparation day is the day Jesus dies. In fact, if I had read the next line after Jesus bowed his head and handed over his spirit, it says, now since it was preparation day, in order that the bodies might not meet on the cross for the Sabbath, they were preparing for the, the Passover that night. And the reason John sets it up a day later, the Passover is a day later, is because Jesus is the Passover lamb. In John's gospel, from the very beginning, remember, the beginning of John's gospel starts with John the Baptist. And he points to his disciples, Andrew and Philip, when Jesus walks by and he says, there is the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world and, and invites Andrew and Philip to go follow him. Well, John follows that same metaphor right to the end because Jesus is the Lamb of God. He is the Passover Lamb. And the lambs are killed, the ones that will be eaten and, fair and shared and fed on that evening at Passover are killed at three in the afternoon. And so John, for him, Jesus is the Passover Lamb. Now, I mean, I think, again, that's brilliant. That's why he doesn't have Jesus be the Passover, eat the Passover the night before. Jesus is the Passover lamb. We know it right even down to that last thing I read on the, on the gospel. So they put a sponge soaked in wine on a sprig of hyssop and put it up to his mouth. Here's what I invite you to do. I invite you to Google what a sprig of hyssop would look like to see if they could put a sponge on that and raise it up to somebody on the cross. No, that is entirely not what you'd use. You'd put it on your spear and raise it up to him or something so he could have it. a sprig of hyssop. Hyssop was what was used to put the blood of the lamb on the doorposts uh, in Egypt before the Passover. So John, even in his brilliance there, is tying the Passover to Jesus so we can't miss the fact that he is our Passover lamb. Now here's... The, uh, the danger and the difficulty we get in. The beauty, the beauty is this. God speaks, brothers and sisters, our language. And he knows, that doesn't mean the language of Joe Zank is the best language. No, it means God knows my language and he'll speak in whatever way I will hear. Well, that's precisely what he's doing to the Jewish people because they speak the language of sacrifice. 
of, uh, I mean, goodness sakes, watch any movie or, or, or read any history. The sacrifice uh, of the lambs during the, the Passover, you brought them there for that sacrificial gift. That was the idea of how God was pleased, the smoke rising from the temple as the sacrifices are, are done, that God is speaking their language to help them understand what is taking place. Okay, you understand the sacrificing of lambs in order to please God. Well, look at this. I am the sacrificial lamb. I will take that idea, that uh, uh, um, understanding on myself. So then you will understand what this action means more in your own language. But here's the difficulty. Because it makes God out to be one who needs blood in order to be satisfied. Brothers and sisters, we need to know that that is not a correct and good understanding of, of Jesus' act here on the cross. How can Jesus, who is the uh, visible image of the invisible God, as Paul would say, if that is true, how could he be the, the visible image of a God who is satiated only by blood? Because, brothers and sisters, that is not true. Our God did not need blood in order to love us. Now, there may be some who would say, yep, he did in order for justice to be done. Uh, there, there needed to be another sacrificial victim. No, again, that is not true. It puts the law above God. God is the creator of the law. God can do whatever God wants to do. And if God is subservient to the law, then God is not God at all. But brothers and sisters, Here's the deal. God is speaking our language to help us understand in our finite understanding of law or whatever it else it is to help us understand his unbelievably gracious action. Let me use this example, and I don't think I'm being complete in, in how I'm conveying this, but um, I love the idea and the, the image of Maximilian Kolbe. For those who are listening to this and don't understand and don't know who Maximilian was, Maximilian was a Catholic priest uh, during World War II, and he was in Auschwitz. And he was um, among a number of prisoners when a, a certain prisoner escaped. Uh, the commandant of the, uh, of the camp came before the prisoners and selected 10 men at random who would die because... Uh, this man escaped. And um, uh, Maximilian Kolbe was not one of them. But one of them was a husband and father, and he fell down on his knees before the commandant and said, please, I implore you, mercy, um, spare my life. My, my wife and kids will not, you know, have a life if you kill me. And Maximilian Kolbe, to everyone's surprise there, perhaps even to his own, stepped forward and said, Commandant, I invite you to take my life on behalf of this other man's. Um, and again, to the surprise of the prisoners, the commandant agreed and said, okay, Maximilian, you'll go off and die um, in place of this other man. <clears throat> and he does. Uh, he goes off with the other nine, keeps them company. They, they praise and worship God within the, in the confines of their cells. Uh, and um, they die together. 
and the other man goes on to outlive the camp at Auschwitz and uh, returns to his family. So in one sense, that is very much the, the gracious act of God, um, that we are humanity, the person who is on our knees uh, asking for mercy. Um, but, uh, and Jesus is Maximilian Kolbe coming forward and saying, I will die in your place. The reason I love that is it is so human and it makes sense to me as to what this means. The reason I don't like it is it makes God the commandant, that God needs blood in order for a life to be saved. And brothers and sisters, I think that's where that image that I'm using with Maximilian Kolbe falls short. I think it's really good to a point, but it falls short because God is the one that needs blood. And brothers and sisters, that is not how God saves us today. In fact, here is my argument. My argument is God does save us today. On Good Friday, it is the best day. But he saves us because it is not God who needs blood. It is not Satan who demands blood, for God doesn't owe anything to Satan. It is we humans who demand blood. It is we who have demanded blood from the very beginning. And it is we who look at God and say, I don't think you're that good. I, I need to see how good you are. Uh, and you can tell me how good you are. You can live your life and show me how good you are, which Jesus did. But even that only goes so far. It was we, brothers and sisters, humanity, who demanded blood in order to see how good God is. And in this case scenario, to use that same analogy, humanity is the commandant. And it is Jesus who comes forward to us, the commandant, as Maximilian Kolbe, and says, I will do that. That, brothers and sisters, is an image that I can live with. That is an image that says, okay, you say you can do that? Now show me you did. And Maximilian Kolbe did. And brothers and sisters, more importantly than Maximilian Kolbe, Jesus did. He didn't die angry. He didn't die kicking and screaming that he was an innocent victim and he shouldn't. He loved up until the end. When they were nailing him to the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they were doing. They knew they were killing him. They knew that their action was an action that would put him to death. And so he's not saying they don't know what they're doing there. Essentially, he's saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what this need for blood and violence in this world um, is doing to them. Brothers and sisters, God saves us today, not through some act of juridical legislation that Jesus overcame. He doesn't save us by being the spotless lamb because otherwise you and I were going to that. He saves us by showing us how incredibly loving and on our side he is, that he is not the tyrant that many of us think he is, that he, there, there is no length that God will not go to, to show us he loves us, even to a cross, even dying and, and giving us his mother as his last action. That 
is the saving action of God. And if you don't believe me, brothers and sisters, and that's okay, because throughout the last millennium, uh, the atonement theory and this action of, of legal, you know, blood had to be shared, a death had to happen, uh, an atonement had to be made. That's been the prevailing theory. And, and I praise God that I think we're, we're about at the place beyond it because of who it makes God out to be. If you don't believe me, again, look at Jesus' own words after he calls forth Matthew and goes to this house and is celebrating with uh, sinners and prostitutes. The, the um, Pharisees and the scribes and the teachers of the law come up to him and give him a hard time and say, how can you uh, be with them? And he says, it is not the, the, the sick, or excuse me, it is not the well who need a doctor, it is the sick. Go and learn the meaning of the words, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. If Jesus is the image of the invisible God, then how he lived his life and how he died for us is exactly who God is. Let that, brothers and sisters, be the salve in your wound today. If you are wounded in any sense and think that God has an eye of judgment cast toward you and that you are um, merely a cog in, in some big machine of which God pays very little attention to you, let today's action and words salve that wound. The word salvation, of course, comes from that. That is the salve. Let that come over you to realize there is no ends, none, that God would not go to in order to let you know that he loves you even to the point where if you and I demand blood, that he would show what that looks like. Let's pray. We will finish up our decade of the rosary uh, of the sorrowful mysteries today, uh, appropriately enough with the fifth sorrowful mystery. So let us take a moment uh, for whatever intention you would like to pray today. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The fifth sorrowful mystery, Jesus dies on the cross. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, go with the peace of God, knowing that our God is so incredibly on your and my side that there is no links, even to the cross and to the grave beyond, that he would not go in order to show his love for us. Amen.